for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Dragnet Radio Show. I'm your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. This is your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to The War. This is your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Well, as today's intro indicated, this is a special episode, not just uh, for commemorating 3,700 regular episodes of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. But today marks 15 years since I first started doing Old Time Radio podcasts. March the 6th, 2007. And we'll have some thoughts on that after today's episode. For today's episode, we're turning to the Silver Theater. A really fine anthology series from Hollywood, sponsored by International Silver Company. Uh, it began airing in 1937 and ran through 1947. And it, it's not as well remembered as other series like Suspense or the Lux Radio Theater, but it had just an amazing uh, group of stars that appeared on it. And they always got uh, top talent for their programs. And I think that today's program is no exception. This episode of the Silver Theater originally aired March the 9th, 1941. And the title is Murder Unlimited. <laughs> And now the house lights flicker, and the silver curtain rises cautiously on Act One of Murder Unlimited, starring Carol Lombard as Dorothy Scott, with Reed Hadley as Ken Phillips, Jerry Hausner as Piggy, Joseph Kearns as Jerry, and Ed Max as Broderick. Last week, love, as it does to all men, came to Ken Phillips, managing editor of the Evening Times. 
So he proposed to one of his employees, Dorothy Scott, a shy, sweet, modest little girl, who, as our story opens, is rushing to her lover on wings of song. Well, anyway, she's rushing. that desk. Now, you listen to me, Ken. We're going to settle this thing once and for all. Now, Dorothy, I told you last night, that showgirl at the Conga Club had absolutely no right to call me Pappy. I didn't come here to talk about showgirls. I came here to... Excuse me, dear. Yes, dear. Uh, Miss Perkins? Mr. Phillips, there's a man out here to see you. Let me at that thing. Listen, dear. Mr. Phillips is uh, busy. Oh. And never mind, oh, you know what I mean? We're talking. Ken, we might as well face it. I'm perfectly willing to marry you. I don't care what anybody says about you. I love you, but... Uh-oh. Do you know how long I've worked and labored and struggled on this paper without being given a big assignment? Yes, three weeks. Right. I want action, not a pension. You solemnly promised to let me be a reporter and send me out on a big story. And so I will, dear. I've just been looking through some of your work. Your style of writing has improved tremendously. Now, Ken, do you really think so? I certainly do. Now, take your Lewis story, for example. Ah, oh, here it is. Died, Lewis, Chauncey, 93. Surfaces, 2 p.m., Forest Grove Cemetery. Believe me, Dorothy, you have a natural flair for obituaries. Obituaries? I know what you're doing. You're trying to break my spirit. Honey, Superman couldn't even bend your spirit. I'll give you one last chance. Are you going to let me be a reporter? Never mind, never mind, I'll get it. Now what, dear? This man out here insists on seeing Mr. Phillips. Well, tell him he's dead. Hey, hey. Now what? He wants to see the body. Only relatives are allowed. What do you mean, telling somebody I'm dead? Well, what do you expect? I've been writing obituaries so long, I'm getting corpse conscious. I want to be assigned to something big like, well, like the Murder Unlimited story. Oh, you do? Just like that? Yes, just like that. Well, that's fine. I thought you'd like it. My staff spent six months trying to uncover a mysterious organization that deals in wholesale murder, which for the time being we'll call Murder Unlimited. And you think you can solve it just like that? Yes, just like that. We don't know whether we're coming or going. I've got it all figured out. We're completely in the dark. I've got it all figured out. I think we finally found a stool pigeon who will talk. I've got it all figured out. But right now, all we know is that they're desperate killers. They've made four attempts to shoot me already. And last night, they got Detective Murphy, my bodyguard. Oh, no, not Murphy. Oh, he was such a nice guy. Oh, Ken, I can't Now, do you want to go on the story? I'll get them for this if it's the last thing I do. Listen. I've got it all figured sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. You'll catch them. Yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah. The police couldn't. My best reporters couldn't. I couldn't, but you can. Can I? Sure. Sure, you could handle a story like this with ease. Oh, Ken, thanks. I knew you'd see it my way. See what? I only said... I'll get to work on the case immediately. But I was only kidding. I... Dorothy, come back here. Who did that? Me. Well, don't do it again. <laughs> Say, what's the matter? Is there something wrong with your valves? Now look, sister, I'm Piggy. You certainly are. Go away. <laughs> now look, tell a big shot in there to let me in and stop giving me the brush off, will you? I'm the guy that can give him the lowdown on Murder Unlimited. Did you yeah, say... Yeah, Murder Unlimited. Shh. Hey, hey, what's the idea? Get your hand out of my mouth. Don't say a word. We're being watched. Come on down the hall. I, I want to see you alone. Yeah, but why do you... Here, quick. We can talk in this broom closet. Hey, I don't want to go in no broom closet with you. What's the matter? Are you bashful? Get in there before somebody sees you. Sit down on that bucket. I don't like this. It ain't respectable. 
Go ahead, sit down. Okay, okay, but quit pushing. Turn on the light now, close the door. Shh. Now we can talk. Are you comfy? What do you mean, comfy? I've been trying to tell you this bucket I'm sitting on is full of water. <laughs> That's fine. Now tell me everything you know about Murder Unlimited. Come on, come on, come on. Well, you see these handcuffs? Go ahead, look at them. And this here wallet. Detective Sergeant Murphy. Yeah, the cop that was murdered last night. Why, you... Let go, let go. I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. Oh. But uh, for 500 bucks, I can take you to the hideout of the gang that did. 500? Well, yeah. no wonder they call you Piggy. Wait till I see how much I have in my purse. 20, 30, 40. Ow! No peeking. 45. That's all you got? 45? No, wait, here's another one. 46 cents. Cents? And some peanut brittle. Jeepers, big business. You know, but I could get $50 out of my Christmas club account and pay you the rest after I get the story. Now, how do I know I can trust you? Well, that's silly. Just look at me. I am. That's what worries me. <laughs> you sort of remind me of Sadie Smith. Who's Sadie? A friend of mine who lives up in a big house. You're a dead ringer for her. Except uh, Sadie was a classier dresser. You're kind of subdued. You mean if I wore a bright red dress and carried a violin case, I could pass for a lady gangster? Well, Sadie wasn't no gun, Marl. She was the arsenic queen. Me and Lucy Borgie, that's what she used to say. Me and Lucy Borgie, we got a racket. Me and Lucy Borgie? Yeah. Piggy, will you take me there for $50 cash and the rest when I get the story? Well, if you ain't got the rest handy, I guess I'll have to. Now, here's the setup. I'll take you to the killer's hideout as soon as I get the tickets. Good Lord, they don't sell tickets. Train tickets. Oh. It's about 50 miles out of town. I'll get a compartment so we won't be seen traveling together. I'll meet you at my place in oh, about an hour. All right, now dress up classy like Sadie Smith. Where, where, where is your place? Down the street a couple of blocks, upstairs from the fish market. Hey, wait a minute. Don't you want the address? Oh, don't worry about me. I'll find it. Today's Friday. <laughs> over the fish market. All right, guys, break it up, break it up. And then keep this stairway clear. If I come down in a hurry, I won't be yelling scat. Boy, what an echo. It's me, Piggy. Piggy, are you busy? Would you rather I came back later? Why, it was unlocked all the time. Hello. That's funny, I'd have sworn you had company. Piggy, Piggy, what are you doing on the floor? Uh, I've been shot. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, listen, I, I gotta tell you something before I die. Die? Oh, oh, no, no, you, you can't do that. Wait here, I'll, I'll phone the police. No, no, there isn't time. Find, find a man with a scar. You just leave everything in the out. Who? The big fellow shot me. The head of Murder Unlimited. He has a scar on his arm. A scar all the way from his elbow to his wrist. Well, is this his gun? Yeah. Well, can't you think of something else to identify him? Scar. Scar. I know, but I can't very well go around town asking all the men to take their coats off. I mean, after all. Piggy, wake up. Wake up. Oh, oh, he's dead. Oh, 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 the wire's been cut. Oh, gee, oh, gee, oh, gee. Ken, I've got to tell Ken. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you frightened me. I, 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 I didn't know you were here. And you see, I've been watching this house for several days. Oh. Get back in there. Oh, you're, you're a detective. I mean, oh, you're a detective. Yeah. I heard some shots up here, and I... Oh, I'm so glad you're a detective. Something terrible has happened. A man... Oh. Oh, dear, you don't think I... Don't I? 
I suppose it's only a coincidence that you're holding a gun until there's a body lying over there on the floor. Body? Yeah, a body over there. Oh, that one? Yeah, that one. Well, embarrassing, isn't it? Come on, what's this murdered man doing here? I don't know. I, I guess it's just one of those things. Well, well, I'll have to be getting along, Mr. Ernest. I, I don't believe we've met. My name is Scott, Dorothy Scott. Well, pleased to meet you. My name's Williams, Jerry. I don't care who you are. Now, why'd you do it? But I tell you, I didn't do it. I, I was down here getting a story. I'm a reporter on Evening Times. These clothes I'm wearing are just a disguise. You want to see my credentials? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. And stop pointing that gun at me. Oh, it's empty, see? Well, it's empty now. Come on. <laughs> Give me that thing. Now, what can you tell me about this man? He's dead. You don't say. Look, if I tell you everything I know about this case, will you let me have the story first when you make the arrest? Well... Well, I've got it all figured out. Everything boils down to one question. Oh, uh, what? Who killed him? Ah, now we're getting somewhere. The first clue is these handcuffs on the table. They belong to Detective Murphy, who was murdered last night. Say, these were his bracelets. Oh, I'll take them for evidence. Now, Murphy was killed by Murder Unlimited. Piggy squealed, so they slaughtered him. He was going to take me to their hideout. It's, it's out of town, so he brought train tickets. Yeah. yeah. Here's some tickets in his pockets. Well, you, all we have to do now is follow up that clue and catch the gang. Let me see what station the tickets are for. Never mind, never mind. I'm following up this clue myself. But you've got to take me with you. Now, look, I've got trouble enough on my hands. You stay here until the coroner comes. I'm going to follow up this ticket clue. Well, of all the nerve you want to make the capture yourself, you want all the glory. You can't muscle in on my murder. Wait a minute, wait for me. Come in. Hello. Oh, Smoke, how did you get on this train? Oh, now, Jerry, don't be angry. I just wanted to tell you about some new evidence. What evidence? Do you have Murphy's handcuffs? Yeah, here they are. Now, why? I, I just remembered there's something funny about them. Give them to me. Mm-hmm. Look, look, when I snap one on your wrist like this, mm-hmm. and I snap one on my wrist like this, well? Then we can't get them off, can we? Hey, what are you driving at? This story is very important, and I'm going to see that I'm with you when you make the arrest. Why? Come on, get these things off. Come on, get them off. Where's the key? Key? Come on, where is it? Well, there isn't any. Crazy little fool. Oh, don't be mad, Jerry. I can help you. Really, I can. I'm the only one who can identify the leader of Murder Unlimited. You've seen him? No. No, but I can identify him. How? Well, he has a scar on his arm, a long scar that runs from his elbow to his wrist. I see. You mean, uh, like this? Yes, that's it. Exactly like the one you have there on your arm. See, it runs from the... <laughs> it runs from the... It runs from the... Well, the Silver Curtain's just fallen on Act One of our play, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to devote the minute of intermission which follows to recognition of a very happy truth. All right, Henry Charles. Again, the house lights dim, and the Silver Curtain rises on the second act of Murder Unlimited, starring Carol Lombard as Dorothy, with Joseph Kearns as Jerry, Ed Max as Broderick, and Reed Hadley as Ken.
Dorothy, while trying to capture a gang which deals in wholesale murder, has unwittingly handcuffed herself to Jerry, the leader of the mob. As the scene opens, we find her at the gang's hideout, where Jerry is sawing off the handcuffs. Ow! Hold still while I get these bracelets off. Well, that hurts. It's your idea, sister. Stop calling me sister, brother. No, you're a smart girl. You're too smart. That's why we're going to have to take care of you. You know too much. Oh, oh you don't have to worry about me. I have a dreadful memory. It's, it's simply awful, Tom. Oh, did you hear what I called you, Tom? See, Jerry, I've even forgotten your name. Sure, sure. And I suppose you don't remember a thing about that stool pigeon piggy I had to rub out. Piggy, a pigeon? Why, I... Now, if these things are off, we can get down to business. If you have any last words, say them and make it snappy. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. I do want to say a few last words. I want to say that I'm sorry for a lot of things I've done in my life, like... Like the time I pushed Uncle Mulligan in the reservoir. Poor Uncle Mulligan, that was a terrible thing to do. Of course, in a way, it was justified because I caught him swiping slugs for my dying black. But just the same was an awful thing to do, pushing him in the reservoir. Wait a minute. You said a few last words. Uh-huh. You're going to take a little drive with one of my boys. Broderick! Just keep on that guy. Broderick! Here I am, Jerry. Ah. We have a friend here who's suffering from a painful curiosity. I think we ought to put her out of her misery. Think you can do a nice, clean job? Well, I ain't missed yet, have I? What do you mean? Missed that newspaper guy Phillips four nights in a row. Now, Jerry, that ain't my fault. He works late at night. I gotta pass the time somehow, so it's usual that I have a few beers while I'm waiting. And then when him and his twin brother ah, come him out... Him and his twin brother. Now, you get rid of this game and then take care of Phillips, understand? Because if you don't take care of him tonight, I'm gonna take care of you. Okay, okay. Come on, babe. You want to ride in the front seat with me? I'm not going to ride it. Hey, she's getting away. Grab her. I got it. All right. Take her to the car. Now, go on. Get going. No, 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 no. Here's the place. Dark, ain't it? Why... Why is the ground all torn up? Oh, that that's just a new grave. Cemetery's the safest place for this sort of thing. Now, uh, stand over there. Oh, yeah. Don't shoot me, please, please don't. I'll do anything. I'll pay you. I can get money. I, I'll go away somewhere. Nobody will know the difference. You can tell them I'm dead. You ready? Oh, all right. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Huh. How do you feel? I... I can't feel anything. I know it. I know it. Missed again. (laughs) I don't know what's the matter with me. I just can't hit nothing. All right, Roderick, dear, so you missed. Let's call it off after all. Murder must be pretty monotonous for you. When you've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, but I get paid piecework. <laughs> and besides, Jerry's the boss. Why? Huh? Why is he the boss? Because he's smarter than I am, he says. And just because he says he's the boss and you let him order you around, I'm ashamed of you, Broderick. I'm ashamed of you. Yeah? Anybody can see you're the brains of that outfit. Why, that guy's getting away with murder. Yeah. Yeah, he sure is. And after I kill you, I'm going to tell him a thing or two. (laughs) Say, 
Why does he want to kill you anyway? I know too much. I'm too smart for him. Oh, you in the rackets too? Am I in the rackets? Never hear of Sadie Smith? You, you, you ain't Sadie the arsenic queen. Ain't I? Me and Lucy Borgie, we got a racket. Hey, that's what Sadie used to say, all right. Gee, I didn't know you was out of jail. You know, I've been an admirer of your work for a long time. I, <laughs> I used to read about you in the papers and, well, you, you was sort of inspiration to me. <laughs> Broderick, together we can make such wonderful music. You with your Tommy gun and me with my bottles. Yeah. All we have to do is get Jerry out of the way and take over the mob. Oh, wouldn't that be something? You and me just taking it easy and bossing everybody around? <laughs> Sadie, do you think you could ever learn to like a guy like me? Roderick, I have great plans for you. Yeah? Come on, let's go somewhere and celebrate. Oh, no, no, no. I gotta kill that Phillips guy or somebody, or my life won't be worth a nickel. You mean to say you're gonna let a little thing like that spoil our evening? Listen, I'll tell you what I'll do. Hmm? I'll call Ken Phillips and have him meet us at the Kino Club. Oh, and do the job there? Why not? I've been thinking about murdering him for a long time. Come on, let's find a telephone. <laughs> Hello, hello, evening times. Let me speak with Mr. Phillips. Oh, boy, ain't this swell. A murder and dancing the same night. Hello, Ken. What do you mean, yes, dear? I haven't told you who I am yet. Well, it's me. And uh, don't ask questions. Hurry right over to the Conga Club. There's somebody I want you to meet. Yes, a friend of mine. He's very clever. Oh. I, I, I tell you, he's wonderful. He'll kill you. Understand? He'll simply kill you. And when you come, bring along some... C-O-P-S. Yes, C-O-P-S. Goodbye. <laughs> what did you tell him? Well, I just asked him to bring along some gendarmes. Oh, he don't have to bring nothing. The drinks is on us. We can leave the car here. Come on. Oh, wait. Wait till I load this gun. Oh, no, you can't shoot him. I can dream, can't I? I mean, now that we're taking over the mob, we have responsibilities. We have to be more and more dignified. You trust me, don't you? Well, it ain't that. It's just that, well, Sadie, I love you. You? Oh, but, Roderick, you don't know anything about me. We haven't even met until you, you took a shot at me. Yeah, I know. I know I'm being impetuous, but I want to marry you for a while. No, Roderick, we must put our personal feelings behind us. There's work to be done. Now, now you leave your gun here in the car. I'll give him an overdose of these sleeping tablets, and that'll be all over. No fuss, no worries. No, sir. I love you, and I want to marry you. And I always said when I got married, I didn't want the little woman working. But, Roderick, you can't ask me to give up my career. Well, oh, all right, but, but I got a bottle of rat poison here in the car. I'll bring it along just in case. Ago. I don't know what can be keeping him. Some people just got no consideration, that's all. Uh, Sadie, I still think you ought to let Oh, me here he comes huh? now. Dorothy, will you please explain the meaning of this? Why did you call me up oh, and insist Oh, Ken, that... I want you to meet Roderick. He's the one I was telling you about. Uh, sit down, buddy. Have a drink. 
Give it to him, Sadie. Roderick's been waiting to get together with you for several days. He's always missed you. Get it? He's missed you four times. Have a drink, buddy. We got one already for you. Give it to him, Sadie. Sadie? Who's Sadie? What is this? Why did you say over the telephone? Go on. Go on. Have a drink, buddy. Thanks. I need one. Ah, that's better. Now, Dorothy, for the last time, what is the meaning of... of... Ken! Ken, what's the matter, darling? Ken, dear, what happened? Tell me what happened. Well, that's over. Let's dance. But I didn't put anything in his drink. I know. When you was taking so long, I went ahead and poured some rat poison in his glass. You what? Ken, it's all my fault. I was trying to save your life, and I've killed you. I'll get you to the hospital. Help! Help! What's the matter? What's the matter? Don't stand there, you fool! Help! 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 What is it? A stomach pump! Get a stomach pump! You heard her? Get a stomach pump! I'm Mr. Phillips' new bodyguard, ma'am. What happened? You tell him, Broderick. Hurry up. Tell him. We poisoned the guy. Yes, he's been trying to shoot him all week, but... But, gee, I got him with rat poison. We have to get him to a hospital and arrest that man. Arrest him quick. Quick! You heard what she said. Arrest me! Arrest me! Arrest... No, 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 Sadie. What are we doing? Lock him up. He's a killer for murder unlimited. Okay, take him away, boys. Ken. Give me a drink. Oh, of course, darling. Here you are. Drink it down. <coughs> Ken. Ken. Jeepers, I've done it again. Ken. Ken, darling, you're going to be all right. The nurse said it's just like a bad stomachache. Oh. To think I'd come to this, drinking rat poison. Well, darling, it's no worse than a lot of other stuff you drink. Ken, Ken, can you sit up? I, I want you to see the paper. Paper? Yes, we scooped the town. Broderick confessed last night, and they caught the whole gang. Look, look, here's a picture of them on the front page with me pointing my finger at them. Oh, I love reporting crimes. From now on, I'm going to specialize in murder. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm from headquarters. This your picture here on the front page of the paper? Yes, yes, that's me. I thought I recognized you. What is it, another murder? Yeah, a murder. I've been looking for you ever since you escaped last week. Escape? Come on, Sadie. But you mean you... You're don't... under arrest. Oh, but I'm not, Sadie. Ken, tell him who I am. You, you tell you him. You tell him. What's the matter with him? Nothing. I've just been poisoned. But... Poisoned? At it again, huh, Sadie? Now, come along quietly, or I'll... Ken, do okay. something. He thinks I'm Sadie. They'll put me in jail. They may even hang me. Well, well don't just lie there grinning. Oh, no, don't worry, darling. I'll drop by one of these days and catch you out. Why, you... After I'm sure you're fed up with murder. Come on, Sadie, get going. And I'll bring the minister when I come. Bye-bye, dear. All right. All right. Don't tell him who I am. Let him think I'm Sadie. Let him think I'm the poison queen. But I'm warning you, Ken Phillips, when we get married and when we have our champagne supper... I wouldn't drink anything if I were you, brother. But Carol Lombard will be back in just a moment for a curtain call, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Silver Theater's good news for next week is the personal appearance of another favorite of yours. Jeffrey Lynn, who'll be starring in a stirring and dramatic romance of modern times, The Magic Darkness. Be sure to be with us for Jeffrey Lynn. And here once again is today's star, Carol Lombard. Carol? 
You certainly pack lots of fun and excitement into half an hour. Oh, it's always fun on Silver Theater, Conrad. I feel almost as much at home here as I do in my own house. Uh, you know, the last time you were here, you were just redecorating your house. It all completed? Oh, no. Remember the old saying, Conrad? A woman's work is never done. Hmm. But, but seriously, I think uh, the house looks grand. Come over and see it. See our 1847 Rogers Brothers silver plate, too. It's really perfect. I'll be there, Cal. You must come back and visit us here in Silver Theater soon, will you? Thank you, I will. Goodbye. Goodbye, Cal. Thanks again for Well, good friends, this is Conrad Nagel bidding you all good evening, and thank you. See you next Sunday with Jeffrey Lynn. In the meantime, remember, when you buy silver plate, look for the year mark 1847 that proves it's America's finest silver plate. 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate. Music on today's program was arranged and conducted by Felix Mills. Henry Charles speaking for 1847 Rogers Brothers. All names and designations of persons and organizations used in the dramatic portions of this broadcast are fictional. Carol Lombard is currently co-starring with Robert Montgomery in the RKO production, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Silver Theater originates at Columbia Square in Hollywood. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. A really funny program. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Carol Lombard was great, and she got some fantastic material to work off of. There were so many funny lines. Lombard is probably best remembered for her work during the 1930s, uh, where she was really the queen of screwball comedy, and that just shines through here. Also, a good supporting cast, uh, Veterans in Ed Max, Jerry Hausner, and Joseph Kearns, and getting Reed Hadley, who I'll always associate with Racket Squad, in, is just an added bonus. The sound quality has a few issues, and I wish I could have found a better quality copy. But given that we've often played, from the beginning, a lot of programs where the quality was not always the greatest, but just did the best we can, I guess that's kind of fitting for our 15-year anniversary, and I got some thoughts on that. We started with the Old Time Dragnet Show on March the 6th, 2007, and since then we've done a lot of old-time radio podcasts. Here are the numbers. For the original Old Time Dragnet program, we did 326 episodes. We began the old-time Radio Superman show on January 1st, 2008, and did 1,039 episodes, none of which we added last year. Then, on October the 12th, 2009, we released the pilot episode for The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio and began doing regular podcasts starting October 26, 2009. And we've done 3,705 episodes and counting, not including uh, specials. Then on November 11th, 2013, uh, in advance of the 7th, 70th anniversary of D-Day, we began The War, and that ran 278 episodes, and then on June 28, 2016, 
we started the Amazing World of Radio, which has been an intermittent series with a lot of different uh, miniseries included in it. That has run 185 episodes and counting. So, all told, we've recorded 5,500 plus podcast episodes. And as Ethelbert would have said in the Tony days, that's a lot of podcasts. Now, lest anyone be confused, in tomorrow's episode, I reference still being in the Anchor Hawking episodes, but that's because tomorrow's episode was recorded in September, and today's episode is recorded in January. Now, obviously, uh, doing something for 15 years, there are a lot of people to thank. I'm thankful for my wife. She has been very patient with the whole old-time radio podcasting thing. He's not really a fan of audio drama as a rule, although there are a few things I've been able to get her interested in. Old-time radio Superman, she was kind of involved in that. She's allowed me to pursue this this whole time, even with all the sacrifices that that's entailed, and to put up with me, you know, turning rooms or open living room back at the old place into a studio where I had to have some silence to record. And then she's also been helping edit the website for the past several years. So I appreciate that. I um, appreciate Andrew Rines. He came on board and just volunteered to do podcast editing with the old time Dragnet show. Uh, he wasn't there from the beginning. I think 2008, maybe 2009, I'm not sure. He was there the whole time we've done Great Detectives and also on Amazing World of Radio, uh, providing the sound editing. He's also provided some good uh, technical support. I'm not like a total technical dummy, but uh, he's been able to help me out as we, we work through some issues that we've had with the site and with WordPress. And uh, he's also been uh, done some uh, cover designs, the cover for The Amazing World of Radio. That was his work. And he's also been doing the uh, show covers. Uh, if you've noticed the uh, podcast cover art in the last few years has had different designs and different covers for different series. He started with Dragnet and Sherlock Holmes. Now every series has got like its own unique uh, cover, which I think is really good for so many purposes. So I appreciate all the work he's done. Uh, also Jennifer Moss at mosswebworks.com. Uh, Andrea and I designed our initial uh, website, and she gave us a redesign, and then a couple, uh, I think last year, she did a re-redesign too, and I'm really happy for that work. And then all of you who are listening, I, I really appreciate everyone who's supported the podcast financially. Both one-time donations and Patreon donations have been really key to the podcast being able to stay around and make it over some tough humps, like when we've had to upgrade the services we have as the show has grown. And I appreciate all the encouraging notes uh, we've received over the years. The idea that the podcast is being enjoyed and that... It's adding value to people's lives. It just has really kept um, me going for so many years. 
And even if you've never sent me a note or a dollar, I do appreciate anyone who just is listening to the podcast. I'm honored that you've made uh, this show part of your day. And I appreciate everyone who's done that because there are so many thousands of other podcasts or things that you could be listening to and uh, you've chosen to listen to this. So, And I'm also thankful to God just for blessing me to be able to continue to do this podcast. You know, in the past 15 years, a lot of content creators have come and gone. I've lost count of the number of things that I was following at one point, but then the content creator stopped. Life happens. Changes to health situations happen. Financial situations change. Or burnout just happens. To be able to do content as essentially an independent creator for 15 years and still enjoy what you're doing. It's a gift, and I am so grateful for it. And, you know, I think I've covered all of the thanks. The only, It would be like an award speech if only I started talking about politics, which I'm not going to do. Now it is time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Nancy, Patreon supporter since March 2016, currently supporting the program at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Well, that will do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with an episode of Casey Crime Photographer, where... Calls a failure. Well, success and failure are... Matters of viewpoint. Oh, how true. A man can be as he thinks. He can rise above misfortune and live in Valhalla with the gods. The thunder. To me, that is Thor, the mighty, wielding his hammer, forging his thunderbolts to strike the mountain giants. Do I sound mad? Uh, well, you sound interesting, Mr. Uh... Thorson is my name, Doctor. Thorson? Yes. Oh, one of the streetlights is out here. Makes things quite dark. Well, the storm probably knocked it off. Yes, a minor thunderbolt of the storm. The feeble precursor of a greater one. A deadly one. Deadly one? Forged by the hammer of the son of Thor. Here, what are you doing with that? I'm wielding the hammer. Striking down the giants. Killing you. For a son has cast his thunderbolt. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.